بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد ابن عبد الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين ما بعد respected elders your brothers and sisters my young friends assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Over the past few days there has been a lot of attention given to the new leadership of our country with the swearing in of the new prime minister and his new cabinet there has been some discussion and focus on the leadership of the other major political parties as well and reflections on the previous leadership and where it may have gone wrong and what could have been done better better and so on and so forth now when we look at these things we you know often end up associating the term leadership and the concept and the idea of leadership with big important roles so when you think of leaders we think of important people important leaders in the city in the province and countries and in corporations but the fact is that being a leader is something that most of us will experience at some point in some way in our lives every single one of us will end up playing the role of leader in one capacity or the other in one capacity or another at some point in our lives and it is something that has been given great importance in our deen the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has advised even on a journey idha kharaja thalathatu min fi safarin falyu'amiru ahaduhum that when three persons go out on a journey let them appoint one of them as an amir as a leader so even if it's just a group of three even if it's just a small group of three people and they're out on a journey the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has told us that amongst those three one should be selected as a leader there's another hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam recorded in musnad ahmad that states that abdullah ibn umar radiyallahu anhuma narrated that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the meaning of which is that it is not lawful for three people to be in the wilderness or in a deserted land meaning in a far away place in an area which may be deserted in a wilderness living somewhere or being somewhere except that they select one of them as a leader so it's not just you know about a journey but in other situations as well you know if you're living somewhere far away and if there's three people particularly three muslims the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given us the instruction the guidance that there should be one of them who is appointed but selected as a leader <clears throat> now the main qualities of a leader when we look back at the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and of course his qualities uh, were were many mashallah but when we look at the other leaders as well that have led the ummah or the people that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam selected 
to appoint as leaders, whether it was as, you know, as governors in other places or as commanders, we find that the main qualities of a leader generally are to have knowledge, right? In particular, to have knowledge of deen, to have knowledge of Islam as a Muslim. And the other knowledge, other types of knowledge that may be required for the role. Right? So to be knowledgeable in one's deen and also be knowledgeable and be competent in the area of expertise or the area of, of work in which the person will be leading. Also very important qualities to have taqwa. To have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be a person who is conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who acts with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their hearts, in their minds. A person who is honest, honesty, trustworthiness, ability, and experience. So these are some of the qualities. So having knowledge, knowledge of Islam as it relates to that field, as it relates to that area. Taqwa, honesty, trustworthiness, ability, and experience as well. Now the Islamic tradition, the Islamic guidance is that before a matter is decided, there should be consultation. Before decisions are made, there should be consultation. So the Amir, the person who is selected as the leader, should consult and should consult seriously. So not just for the sake of showing that a consultation has been done, but seriously consult to get the opinions of others. And as we will see, as we will see, there is much khair, there is much barakah and much goodness in running our affairs with consultation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the quality of those who believe and rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believers and those who rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah azza wa jal gives us their characteristic, one of their characteristics, وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورًا بَيْنَهُمْ That whose affairs are determined by consultation among themselves. So this is a very important matter, and a very important approach that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has showed us through example to consult before we make decisions, to consult with stakeholders, with consult with people around us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ and consult them, O Prophet sallallahu in matters, meaning in matters of public concern. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says that I never saw anyone consult his companions more often than the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So even though Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was clearly the Prophet of Allah, clearly he had the authority to, whatever, to do whatever he wanted and people would accept it as well. And he could have if he wanted to. Yet the example that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has left for us, has shown us, is to consult, to hold consultations and not just to consult once or twice, but to consult many times, to consult multiple times as much as is necessary for as many matters as there may be. Now when it comes to being sought advice, so for example, let's say 
our supervisor, our boss, our manager, or anyone else, someone in the community comes to us and says that I need your advice. Give me your advice on a matter. What do you think? So first of all, it's the Amir, the leader, who should be doing that. Right? It should not just be a dictatorship where a person just decides whatever comes in their mind and they do what they feel like and that's it and they don't listen to anyone else. That's not what Islam has taught us. Okay? So we should be sincerely as leaders, whenever we are in a leadership capacity, we should be sincerely seeking advice of, of, of people, of stakeholders and people who are around us. Now if we are sought advice, the Prophet ﷺ has told us that Muslims have a number of rights upon one another. Right? In some hadith mentioned five, some mentioned six, some mentioned seven. So there are different, uh, different rights the Prophet ﷺ has talked about at different times. And one of them is that when your brother or your sister seeks counsel, when he seeks counsel to give him advice or to give her advice, this is one of the duties of Muslim brotherhood and sisterhood. That when we are sought advice, we give advice. Now the Prophet ﷺ has also told us the responsibility that comes with giving this advice. Because you know sometimes you think, okay, someone's asking advice, you want our opinion, and we give around, go around giving our opinion, even when you're not asked, left, right, and center, you know, leaving comments here and there, and just talking, no. So when we are asked to give advice, when we are asked to give our opinion, this is something which is serious. The Prophet ﷺ has said that the person whose counsel is sought is a trustee. Is a trustee. When he counsels, then he must counsel with what he would propose to his own self. He should propose what he would do his own self. Meaning that if I were if I was in that situation, this is how we should think. Okay, so if someone comes to us for advice, we should be advising them as if we were in that situation. That if we were in the other person's shoes, what would what would we do and what would we believe to be the best course of action. And the implication of this hadith is that to do otherwise is a breach of trust. So if a person comes and seeks advice from us, and we don't give sincere advice based on what we really would have done, but instead we're trying to put this person down, we're trying to give them advice that will make them fail, or we're trying to give biased advice. So this is not how the believer should behave. When asked for advice, it should be sincere, honest advice that should be given and the person who's giving advice should feel that this is a trust. I am a trustee. I have been entrusted with an important matter and I should sincerely try my best to fulfill this trust. Otherwise, I will be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah also tells us, وَإِذَا حَكَمْتُمْ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ and We mentioned this before. وَإِذَا حَكَمْتُمْ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ أَنْ تَحْكُمُ بِالْعَدْلِ Another one of the qualities of the commands is that whenever you judge between people, to judge with justice. Now this can apply in various scenarios. This can apply in various scenarios. So for example, if you are you know, the leader, okay, you are a manager at work, you are selecting roles for people, you are assigning roles, or in any other position. So you're selecting people. You have to make sure that the selections that you make are fair. They are done fairly and they are based on merit and on experience. Or you are deciding someone is a judge, someone is a leader in some capacity. And they are deciding between, they're deciding a claim between two people. Because of two people, two employees, or 
two of your children, okay, or anyone you're responsible for come to you and they have a claim, so and so did this to me. Teachers have to deal with this all the time. Principals, right? This child said this to me, no, he hit me first, no, she did this to me. Okay, so you have to make sure that when you decide and when you make a judgment, you do it as fairly as possible, that you're just in making that judgment. Or if you're a leader and you're choosing one person's opinion over another person's opinion. Okay, so you're running the consultation, you're having a board meeting, you're in the boardroom, right? With your team, and you're asking everyone's opinion. You're going around, you heard this, and you said, okay, I should, or perhaps you were doing this from before, and you, you're a good person, mashallah. You take the advice of the Prophet, ﷺ and Allah SWT seriously, and you're asking everyone for their opinion. Now you have to choose one opinion or another over another. Even that should be just and should be fair. Right? Our personal biases shouldn't come in the way that because this person has a history with me, or they've done this, or they've done that. I'm not going to pay any attention to what their opinion is. No, be fair and be just in, in evaluating people's opinions and their advice based on merit. Or someone is advising the leader regarding other people. So someone asks you for advice regarding someone else. right? Then once again, you have to make sure that we are just and we are fair in giving this assessment. In all of these cases... In all of these cases, we must make sure, in any other such case, we must make sure that we make fair and informed decisions. Fair and informed decisions, and give fair and informed opinions. Not just based on conjecture, or just based on our biases. Now when it comes to decision making, the Amir, the, the leader, has the responsibility to consult, as we just discussed. Right? So you should be consulting. Even at home with your family members, we should be having consultations, taking opinions. But the leader, Islamically, the Amir is not bound by the majority opinion. This is important to understand. Is not bound by the majority opinion. Now a wise Amir, a wise leader, will make a decision that takes into account all the various opinions. Or this person will make the case, right, for a decision. So let's say the Amir decides, the leader decides not to go with the majority opinion. So a wise leader will make the case, acknowledge the merit of each opinion, and explain the decision as to why, you know, certain opinions weren't chosen, or why the decision was made as it was made. Right? It will be explained to to take all the stakeholders and all the people who have given opinion in confidence, so at least they understand why the decision was made and why their opinion was not acted upon. But once again, the majority support is not required. Okay? Now, you know, sometimes we think, okay, well, it should be majority rules. But it was very interesting that I was actually looking at the, the rules of our parliamentary democracy here in Canada. And this is a quote from the Parliament of Canada website. When it comes to cabinet decisions, especially because the Prime Minister just appointed his cabinet, cabinet decisions do not necessarily go by majority vote. A strong prime minister, after having listened, a strong prime minister, having listened to everyone's opinion, may simply announce that his or her view is the policy of the government, even if most or all the ministers are opposed. Unless the dissenting ministers are prepared to resign, they must bow to the decision. This is a direct quote from the Parliament of Canada website. So even here, when it comes to cabinet decisions, when it comes to the prime minister, the Prime Minister not only has veto power, but has full authority 
to disregard all the opinions of cabinet uh, of the members of cabinet and go with what he or she decides. So, the Amir's decision should generally, in most cases, be accepted, even if it goes against one's opinion. Now, there may be some exceptions if the decision is so wrong or so unjust that a person must make you know take uh, you know uh, take other avenues. That's a different matter. But generally, the decision should be accepted, even if it goes against one's own opinions. And another important guidance that we get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that once the decision has been made, once the decision has been made, we must place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so once the decision has been made, the proper process has been followed, people's opinions have been taken, and the Amir has decided, the leader has decided, don't revisit or doubt the decision. Don't be unconfident about it or don't be stuck in confusion after the decision has been made. Okay? So yes, before the decision is made, opinions are taken and there can be discussions, there can be healthy, you know, uh, heated discussions sometimes. You know, sometimes I went to a few meetings, especially as I was new here. Not KMA meetings, but other broader community meetings and some of them were, you know, people were very passionate about the issues and afterwards people were apologizing to me and said, oh, you know, sorry, you're new to the community and, you know, things are getting heated. I said, no, this is actually very healthy. This is actually, in my opinion, very good because if people are passionate about an issue, number one, that's a good thing, that they feel closely about it and they feel that it's important. And secondly, it's much more important, in my personal opinion, that people express how they feel at the moment as opposed to holding it up and letting resentment grow and letting misunderstandings grow and then having that blow up much later on. So it's a lot better if we have healthy, heated discussions, respectful of course, but have those discussions. Let things air out. Let people understand how others feel. Let everyone understand how everyone else's feel. And out of that, inshallah, there can be good decisions that come out. But once the decision has been made, then we don't, de- we don't revisit it or we don't doubt the decision. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, tells the Prophet and applies to us as well, that وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرَ As I mentioned before, consult them in the affairs. فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then when you have taken the decision, put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ Certainly Allah loves those who put their trust in Him. And I've been in these types of situations as well, personally too, where you know, you're confused, you're doing the safara, you don't know, should I do this, should I do that? And then eventually you, do, you go through all of that and you make a decision finally because you had to and there was no more chance to, to delay it or you just, it, the decision had to be made. Now once that decision has been made, تَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ You place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now don't go back and thinking, okay, had I done this, had I done that? No, once the decision has been made, you move forward. Now of course, in cases of failure or something goes wrong, it's okay and we should examine what decisions we made, what could we have done differently, so we learn lessons from our mistakes. That's not something that is discouraged. But once a decision has been made for a team or for a group, for a community or, or wherever, for a country, for an area, then we stick with that decision, we place our trust with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the basic principles upon which any group of Muslims should be governed. Now, <clears throat> you know, we've seen the new cabinet revealed a number of rookie MPs, you know, who just ran in politics for the first time, became members of parliament for the first time, all of a sudden they land in themselves, you know, they're in, in the cabinet, they've been given cabinet portfolios. So I'm sure a lot of people are being tempted now, you're thinking, okay, if somebody else could do that, then maybe I can do this too, maybe I should also run for political office, maybe I too will be, you know, one day named to cabinet. So 
it's important to know that from an Islamic perspective, leadership is nothing to vie for. Leadership is nothing to vie for unless there's a great need. Okay, unless there's some you know great need or some exceptions. Generally, leadership is not something that as Muslims we are taught that we should go after. There's a, the case of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari radiallahu anhu, of course, great companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, will you not appoint me to public office? Perhaps he felt he had something to offer. So he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will you not appoint me to public office? To a public office. So he says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, uh, Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu says about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that he stroked my shoulder with his hand and he said, O oh, Abu Dhar, you are weak and authority is a trust. O oh, Abu Dhar, you are weak and authority is a trust. And on the day of judgment, it is a cause of humiliation and regret. On the day of judgment, it is a cause of humiliation and regret, except for one who fulfills its obligations and properly discharges the duties. Right? So this is to, to, to be in authority... It's not something to be desired because there's a great risk there. Right? Who wants to be in a, in, in, in a state of humiliation and regret on the Day of Judgment? Is there any believer who wants to be in a state of humiliation and regret on the Day of Judgment? No. Right? So there's a risk here that a person might end up in this type of situation. Except those who fulfill the obligations and properly discharge the duties, and the greater the authority, the greater the role, the more the obligations, and the greater the risk of humiliation and remorse on the Day of Judgment. Right? So the believer's approach is that I don't want this extra burden on my shoulders. I don't want this extra burden on my shoulders unnecessarily that I put myself at risk of being humiliated and being in a state of regret in, on the day of judgment. So while we may not be leaders in an official capacity, you know, perhaps you're not planning on running for political office, but we must remember that, as I mentioned earlier, that at one point or another we will all act as leaders in some way. And that comes with responsibility. Right? The Prophet has given examples you know, of, uh, of, of the man in the house, the woman in the house, various people. And in the end he says, Ala kullukum That every one of you is a shepherd. Every one of you is a shepherd and is responsible for his flock. So father, husband, responsible. Mother and wife, responsible. Employee, responsible, ahead of a group, responsible, right? Any type of area where we have authority, we are responsible, we are accountable for that authority that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So, it's not exactly something that we want to desire, we want to vie for, unless there's a serious need or it is for the greater good. But if we are asked, if we are asked by people, by others, or we are encouraged by people of knowledge, by people of wisdom, by people of taqwa, then we should step forward and serve, and this is also a duty, right? So there's a balance. That we don't go forward on our own, right? Thinking that, yes, I want to be famous. Yes, I want to have power. Yes, I also want to be known as a politician or a member of parliament or as this leader or that leader, right? This is not the way that a believer thinks. But on the other hand, the balance is, because of course our deen is a balanced way of life, the balance is that if there's a need and people come to us and say, listen, you have something that we believe can benefit people, can benefit our community, can benefit society, you should go forward. 
Right? So if someone is nominating another person, and of course you consult, you, you seek the opinion of your elders, your family members, of other people of knowledge and wisdom who understand the situation, and then yes, everyone says that yes, this is something good, and most people, you know, you get the vibe that yes, people are encouraging you to move forward, then you do that, but again, we have to be careful about our intentions. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ Right? Actions are judged by their intentions. We have to be careful about our intentions. So we're not doing it for personal gain. We're not doing it for fame. We're not doing it for power or authority. But we're doing it to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to serve the people, to do khidmah. Right? We want to help. We want to bring about positive change. And we're trying to do something positive. And this can be a great fitna. You know, right now it's easy for us if we're not in that situation to, to criticize people who may be in power and who act in a certain way. But I often think when such thoughts come to my mind, that I don't know how I would behave if I was in that situation. If I had been in power for this long, if I was living in that type of bubble, if I was riding a limousine every day and I had guards around me every time, all the time, I don't know how I would be behaving. I don't know what would be going through my mind. Right? I don't have confidence on myself, on my heart, that I wouldn't be falling for this fame, and I wouldn't be falling for this, you know, for this power and this authority with arrogance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. So, if we find ourselves in a situation of power and authority, we must deal with that trust carefully, we must be just, we must consult other people, be humble, have humility, consider all opinions carefully, even if it is against our own. Just because I hold an opinion doesn't mean it's the right opinion. Yes, I think it's the right opinion, but I could be wrong. Right? So we have consult consultations and we hear opinions of other people. And if we fall short, we admit that mistake. What, what, we must, what, what must we do? If we fall short, admit the mistake and apologize. And consider moving aside. In my opinion, this is also a major, a major characteristic of a good leader that many people often forget. is knowing when to step aside. Knowing when your time is up. Knowing when it would be more beneficial to have someone else come in and take the lead. Right? Most people in that position end up thinking that, oh, since I'm the leader, I'm the best person for this job and I must always stay here till I die. This is not the right way of thinking. Okay, so always understand that yes, there may be a time when person rises and then starts declining. Okay, so when the decline, when you're the best time to go is when you're at the climax, right? Before the decline starts, move aside and let someone else. Anyway, that's my personal uh, advice. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhum reported that the Prophet said, a person who intends to do something, and I'll close with this, a person who intends to do something then goes in consultation intends to do something, goes in consultation, comes up with a decision to do or not to do. He gets from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from Allah Almighty, guidance. What does this person get? Guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards an option which is correct and beneficial. Okay, so there is khair, there is barakah, there is goodness in consulting. In consulting with one another, and of course the dua of istikhara as well, the prayer of istikhara to seek advice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and guidance. And inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide us. Every time we take this approach to important decisions or to any decision for that matter, inshallah Allah azza wa jal will guide us towards that decision which is best and most correct. And we should always make dua, this dua as well even if we think we know what is best. Perhaps our thinking and our understanding is wrong. Okay, so we must always leave it open to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that oh Allah, I'm looking to making this decision. This is what I think is right. But please guide me towards whatever is best. If this is right and this is best for me, please make it happen. And this is the dua of istikhara, of course, in summary. And if you know that this is not good for me, then stop it. 
stop me from it and grant me something better. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May Allah azza wa jal make us all good leaders in our own capacities. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with good leadership. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us sincere in everything that we do. Ameen wa akhudah wa alhamdulillah wa alameen. Just a, a quick, a, a quick uh, few announcements, inshallah. Uh, so, you know, from, from time to time,